In this video, we're going to talk about four strategies to dominate fear in any situation in life. And the ideas come from some of the greatest books ever written on this topic, including Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways by Dr. Susan Jeffers, uh, Feeling Good by Dr. David Burns, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins, and Presence by Dr. Amy Cuddy. And we'll probably touch on some other books as well. All right, let's jump into the four strategies to dominate fear. Coming in at number four is the idea that you need to stop thinking that you have to be fearless. Don't try to become fearless. When you try to become fearless, you are saying to yourself that until there is no fear, I will not take action. What you need to instead do is develop this ability to take action in face of fear. Courage by definition is not the absence of fear. It is your ability to take action in face of fear. So in face of the challenge, in face of that fear, you need to be able to step up. You need to be able to do something courageous. And as I like to say all the time, do courage, do courage, be courageous. That's the key. Don't look for that ideal moment when you will be fearless because every time fear is actually a great indicator. It's trying to tell you this is where you need to grow. This is your edge of your comfort zone and you need to step up. You need to step beyond this in order to grow. Fear will tell you fear is almost like an ex a sort of excitement if you just reframe it in your mind. So stop trying to uh, become fearless. That does not happen. And the only people who are fearless are dead people because Healthy fear is a must in our lives. What we need to do instead is to develop this ability to take action in face of fear. Let fear be there. Still take action. That's when you dominate fear. That's when you beat down this fear. You will never be done with fear. But what you will develop is the ability to say, no matter what, I'm going to take action. No matter what the fear is, I'm going to move forward. No matter what, I am going to be courageous and that is a victory over fear. You have to jump into that situation even though you feel that trepidation, you feel that fear. You're never going to be completely over with the fear but you have to take action anyways. Coming in at number three is the idea of cognitive behavioral therapy that is used in a lot of uh, psychological issues and depression in treating depression, a lot of a whole slew of other issues and this idea comes from the book Feeling Good by Dr. David Burns. Here's the way it works. Anytime you're feeling something negative, anytime you're feeling these challenging emotions, usually it started with a thought. A thought has led to these negative emotions. If you are feeling fearful in a situation, let's say an example of a situation that you might be fearful in, and that's a very common thing to be fearful about, is trying to talk to a person that you don't know yet, going and approaching someone you don't know yet and talking to them about something that is important to you. Now this might create a lot of fear inside of you, feeling of fear, feeling of anxiety, but it's all started with the thought. So what cognitive behavioral therapy is saying is, let's identify what that distorted thought is and let's treat it at its root. So there's a lot of different cognitive distortions that we all have in our brains. And there's like, in general, there are 10 different cognitive distortions. So I'm going to touch on a few of them here, right here to explain how the cognitive distortions are screwing up your thinking process and hence making you fearful in certain situations. So for example, when you are fearful of going up to talking, going up and talking to someone, someone who you have never met before, or so, you know, maybe it's a sales call or something like that and you're scared of it well one of the things that's probably going on in your head is what if this what if i feel embarrassed what if i go up to that person and i am completely embarrassed now this what does what if, what you're actually doing is you are 
extrapolating the situation. You're jumping to conclusions. You're saying, what if that worst case scenario really happens? What if um, I go in and they embarrass me in front of everyone, then everyone laughs at me and everyone will notice that I've just failed at talking to that person. Now, this is the truth is you've just dumb jumped to conclusion, but, the, no, but you didn't need to do that. All you had to say was, okay, I need to go talk to the person. Let me just go and take the first step of going and saying hi. As soon as you've created the conclusion that this embarrassing situation might happen, now you've stopped yourself. Instead, when you identify that defeating, that self-defeating negative thought, that cognitive uh, discrepancy in your system, that cognitive distortion that you have, which is you're jumping to the end conclusion. As soon as you know you're jumping to the end conclusion, you can now scale back and say, hey, I don't need to go that far out. Let me just identify what is the next step I need to take and let's take that step. Another way to think about it is you might say, in this situation where I have to go and talk to the person, either I fail dramatically or I succeed. Either that person really likes me or that person embarrasses me. So you you make up this scenario in your mind. It's very like all or nothing kind of scenario. And that's a huge cognitive distortion. You probably use it in other areas. You probably distort a lot of your thoughts using this all or nothing thinking all over the place. But this is very simple to see. You're saying either I succeed or I completely fail. But as you as you know, most of your conversations will never be a stellar success or a stellar failure. There'll be somewhere in between. Nobody's going to um, embarrass you unless you do something crazy. And nobody is going to just love you just because you go and talk to them, right? So it's not all or nothing. It's somewhere in the middle. So as soon as you realize this cognitive distortion that it's not all, it's not like either success, either grand success or grand failure. It's just something in the middle. Now you're much more likely to be able to handle this scenario. And what you want to do, once you identify these cognitive distortions that you're going that are going on in your brain, now you actually write a rational response to these things. You write a response to these cognitive distortions. Hey, I see that I am thinking all or nothing. What should I think instead? Or what would be the right form of thinking? As soon as you start doing this rational uh, rational thinking. Now you have a new perspective on the situation and the fear loses its grip on you. The fear loses its hold on you. The next idea I want to talk about, which is coming in at number two, is can I handle it? And this comes from the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways by Dr. Susan Jeffers. Now here's how it works. Any situation, let's again take the same example of someone, you want to go and talk to someone, but you're scared, you're fearful, uh, you don't know how it's going to work out. So the first thing that you're telling yourself. There are three levels of this real fear that are going on inside of you. The first level of fear is the story you're telling yourself. You're just telling yourself a surface level story. Oh, I might fail. It will be embarrassing, blah, blah. And you just keep telling yourself the story again and again, and you don't do anything. The second level of fear that you have inside of you is actually the emotions or the feelings you are trying to avoid. Maybe you're trying to avoid the feeling of of failing at this conversation. Maybe you're trying to avoid the feeling of being embarrassed in this moment of being not being able to talk to them. Or maybe you're trying to just avoid the feeling, that strange feeling of anxiety you have right before you talk to someone. Maybe all these feelings are inside of you, but you're just telling yourself this big picture story that, hey, what if they reject me, right? I don't like to be rejected. I want to be perfect. You might be telling yourself the story, oh, I just like to be perfect. I don't like to be rejected. But deep inside, you're avoiding this emotion of failure, of rejection, of uh, uh, maybe humiliation, of anxiety, all those things. But let's go even one more level deeper. What is the worst that could happen? What is the worst possible outcome in this situation? If you go up and talk to someone, what is the worst that's going to happen? Well, 
as soon as you start to answer this question, as soon as you start to answer what is the worst that could happen in this situation, the thing you want to ask is, can I handle it? And that's the key. Once you realize this is the worst that can happen, and then you ask yourself, can I handle it? Now you know whether in this situation you can handle it or not. And most of the times what you'll find is all these situations that you, all these scenarios that you've made up in your head are actually nothing compared to what you can handle. You are able to handle a lot more in life than what you have given yourself credit for so far. But just clarifying what it is you're up against, what is the worst case scenario, as soon as you are clear, clear on what is the worst, you can now ask yourself, can I handle that? Because if you can handle it, it's no big deal. So just tell yourself, I can handle that. Now you can go and dominate that fear. The next idea we're gonna talk about in order to dominate our fears is using the right body language. In fact, power posing is the right word for this. And this idea comes from the book Presence by Dr. Amy Curry, who is a professor at Harvard Business School at Harvard University. So here's how it works. Dr. Amy Curry did a research study on how the body language actually affects our brain chemistry, how it affects the hormones that are going through inside, going through our systems. And the two key hormones that are critical to our performance are cortisol and testosterone. Cortisol is a stress hormone while testosterone is a dominance hormone. When we have a, uh, when we have too much cortisol running through our system, then we're really stressed out and our performance has degraded. But when we have testosterone running through our system and higher level of testosterone, then our performance improves. So what Dr. Amy Curry did, what Amy Curry and her uh, colleagues did was a research study where they got a bunch of uh, possible interview candidates to come for a really stressful interview. Now, half the interview candidates were asked to stand or sit in very powerful poses, powerful poses where you expand, you take up a lot of space, you, you hold your chin high, uh, you, your chest is out, your shoulders back, you feel like you belong here and you feel powerful. On the other hand, the other half of the students or the other half of the test group were asked to take very um, non-powerful poses or almost fearful poses where they were, uh, they were shrinking, they had to, um, you know, maybe they were looking down, they were taking minimal body, minimal space, and they were literally uh, taking up the body language of someone who was scared. Now, what they saw in their test results, they actually te uh, took saliva samples of each of these uh, candidates and they measured the hormone level. They measured the cortisol level and the testosterone level. What they found out was that people who had strong body language, strong posture, who stood tall, who had their shoulders back, chest out, uh, chin up, they had high testosterone and low cortisol, while people who had a fearful body language, who had a subdued body language and shrunken body language, uh, who, had, who were told to occupy less space, these people had higher cortisol and lower testosterone. Higher cortisol, lower testosterone means they were stressed out, while people who had power poses, who were standing tall, who were standing almost like this, this is a winning pose, this is like a power victory pose, in every culture. When you stand like this, suddenly your testosterone boosts, your cortisol goes down, and you start to feel powerful. So when you are in a fearful situation, just managing your body language, just managing your physiology will suddenly change the way you approach that fear, and you will go after it because you'll be able to dominate. You will be able to take action in face of that fear and dominate that fear.